And a great job he does. Good stuff, S. Dot. Mm-hmm. The Babo mix. Babo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's what you call your son. Yes, I call him Babo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 11 minutes past the hour of 8 o'clock. The Blue Cross Blue Shield Foundation believes that endowing a professorship specifically focused on ending racial and health inequities is a critical component of this effort and an important evolution of its partnership with the School of Public Health at the University of Minnesota. And just this past June, Rachel Hardeman, an associate professor in the School of Public Health Division of Health Policy and Management, became the first Blue Cross Endowed Professor of Health and Racial Equity. And I'm just wondering, uh, Rachel Hardeman, how does this uh, endowment help to uh, turn the tide on those core factors that negatively impact the health of Minnesotans long before they need medical care? Yeah, thanks for having me, and good morning. Um, so my research has really focused um, over the years on understanding and also intervening on the, the impact and the toll that racism has on health and, um, and health care delivery and thinking about the ways to make sure that all Minnesotans, and particularly Black Minnesotans, can be um, healthy and have the opportunity to thrive. And so for me, this professorship offers you know resources and time really allotted to thinking about um, and really hearing and learning from community and turning um, what we learn into action. So whether that's new programming, um, policy change, having conversations with policymakers, um, both in our state and federally at the national level, to think about the ways that we can um, make things better. How difficult is it to do this kind of work when there's really no context for exploring or uh, even looking at uh, the deep health inequities in our system? You know, it's it's hard, but I think for me, as someone who comes from um, the black, black community here in Minnesota, um, it feels a lot easier because I feel very connected and um, very passionate about my work because I'm talking about my people and my family and, you know, in my community. I do think, um, you know, the 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 certain reality the the new stark reality of how COVID nineteen is disproportionately impacting um, Black and Indigenous communities across our country has opened a lot of doors for new conversations and resources to really think about the way that social factors are impacting health. And so, while it's been you know a difficult process, I think we have an opportunity right now um, to really uh, make some some significant changes. So, Rachel, you said sometimes we can't retrofit, uh, retrofit equity into an institution steeped in inequity. Yeah. We have to confront what's not working and build something better. How, how exactly do we do that? Oh, that's a big question. I think mm-hmm. we can uh, spend, I could spend days talking about that. But um, I think it's important to understand, particularly the research that I do, we see that um, you know, there's a deep, um, there's deep historical, you know, mistrust. And because so many communities of color have been harmed, you know, across, you know, across history. And we have, you know, spent a lot of time trying to think about how to fix that, but we're trying to fix it by changing a system or institution um, in way that doesn't actually overhaul the entire, the entire system. And so the work that I'm doing moving forward really is to think about what do we need um, and how do we build it? Um, so some of my work is with Ru- uh, Roots Community Birth Center, which is a, a freestanding birth center um, on the north side of Minneapolis, where I think they have a really important model for how to build something new that's responsive to um, community need in a way that um, achieves equity. And so 
you know, I think a lot of it is thinking about the opportunities for that and then supporting the folks in community who are doing that work. Everyone, we're talking with Rachel Hardiman, who is doing some wonderful work with health inequities in our black community. And you've also designed a curriculum used by M Health Fairview and Mayo Clinic, the Alex School of Medicine, to teach first-year medical students about race and racism. How is that, uh, is it having the effectiveness that you had planned when you put this together? Is it uh, having the impact that uh, you had intended? So, as I say, we don't, we actually don't know yet. That's exactly what we're working on um, finding out right now. So, I do this work with a, a physician and sociologist, Dr. Brooke Cunningham. And, you know, we've been really thoughtful about how to ensure that our um, future healthcare workforce understands the impact that racism has on health and on the lives of the, the folks in the community that they take care of. Um, and we know that that piece of is missing um, from most medical school curriculum right now. And so um, we have, you know, the work we've done has piloted or tested that out in first year medical students at the University of Minnesota. And now we're looking at um, at its impact and excited to see what's to come and how to make sure that, you know, it's implemented across so that it's not just that one moment in time where students get a couple hour lecture, but really thinking about how do we make sure that folks are getting this training across all of their, um, all four years of, of the medical school experience. It's really interesting. How can you uh, make this um, uh, usable for folks who are listening to us this morning? We're getting uh, emails from people who are saying, okay, how can I participate? How can this uh, show up, your work show up to help me when I go to my doctor's office who doesn't want to see me? They just want to see me on a screen these days. How does this help me? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, you know, we, you know, as most folks know, we've really shifted to this telehealth model because of COVID-19, and it seems like it's here to stay for quite a while. And so, you know, I think one of the things we have to do is think about how to build, because relationship is so important, and it's important for building trust between, uh, you know, an individual and their provider and the systems that they're accessing, and that's hard to do on a screen. And so I think we have to do a lot of work to think about what that means for people um, moving forward. And I don't know that there's any, you know, any specific answers to that yet. You know, I'm doing some work with um, pregnant people and thinking about how, you know, how do they access care through telehealth and is that better or is that harmful, um, you know, in the long run? So I think there's still a lot of questions about that that we need to um, explore and discuss. As a final question, I know that you're doing work, with, as you just mentioned, about the impact of COVID-19 on black people and so forth. Do you find, are you finding, uh, is it, maybe it's too early to tell, but are you finding that uh, there are some black people who are saying this COVID-19 is not real because of the lack of access to health care to treat them and treat their families should they be impacted by this disease? You know, I haven't heard exactly that that narrative. I think that what we what we're seeing is that you know before COVID, we didn't. Not everyone had the conditions to be healthy. Not everyone has access to the same things, mm -hmm. and COVID has made that worse. Right? It's exacerbated that. And so, my goal and the work that that, that I'm doing and the conversations I'm having in community and with um, different folks is really about. Um, less about COVID and more about how do we ensure that people have, you know, jobs that pay more than minimum wage and how is it safe housing and, um, you know, are able to get get to their jobs and have transportation and all of these things that may not seem like they're directly related to health care, but it, they actually very much are. And 60% of 
those social, you know, the social determinants actually determine someone's ability to be healthy or to keep themselves safe from COVID um, or keep their families safe. You began your career in 2014 in this work with implicit bias. What will folks be saying about Rachel Hardiman in 2024? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I certainly hope that um, in 2024, people are saying that um, that the work that I've done has had an had a broad impact on um, how on our ability to achieve, achieve health equity in Minnesota. You know, Minnesota often is um, you know known as one of the healthiest states in the nation, but what we know is that that's not the case for Black and American Indian people um, in our state. And so, I really hope that my work has an impact on. Um, both policy and um, and on community programming and community-level inter- interventions that um, make life better for uh, people in our communities. The first Blue Cross Endowed Professor of Health and Racial Equity, Rachel Hardiman, uh, with us this morning on KMOJ. And I, if I'm not mistaken, didn't we talk back uh, March of 2019? We did, yes. All right. Good memory, Freddie. And look at you. This is so exciting. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thanks for being with us this morning. All right. Thank you. And Rachel also mentors 20 to 30 public health professional and graduate students every year, which is amazing. What? Yeah, she's doing it all. She needs to get (laughs) off the couch and go to work and do something. (laughs) Ah, Get productive, Rachel. That's right. That's right. And do it now. Another person who's productive is Larry Fitzgerald. He's on the way as our music and our show continues.